get the best of Clairsey, Shane and Kimber on the podcast. For surprisingly good insurance, it's SGIO. The whole house reveal last night on Channel 7, House Rules. Ryan and Marley joined us this morning. Revealed last night. Guys, welcome. Welcome. How are you doing? Good morning. Fantastic. Hey, guys, I'm just looking at the before photo of your kitchen. Um, I think it's got a bit of Ryan about it. Um, there's a tea, the tea towel hanging off of the uh, the oven door. There's the wine. That's not a wine rack. It's just chucked on top of the fridge. And I believe you've got 43 different uh, ways of uh, getting a spice or herb from uh, those little racks there. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit, a bit of a tragedy of the kitchen, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. So you must be happy with the reveal. I feel like... Anything would have been an improvement on that original kitchen. They could have given us a rainbow array of cupboards and we would have loved it. <laughs> you know, that's part of the thing, though. You're so overwhelmed initially and you walk in and you're like, this is fantastic. But these people aren't professional renovators. So how long does it take you to realise that there might be a bitty, bit of dodgy workmanship, like the rushed wallpaper, the paint runs, things mm. like that? I think we realised that um, in our first week in Melbourne. As soon as we realised we were in the same boat, we're like, oh, we're amateurs. This isn't going to turn out fantastic. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, Ryan, you're putting on a brave face on the show last night, mate, but did, did you really like so much yellow? I mean, there was it was everywhere, wasn't it? Well, let's be honest, it was absolutely everywhere. Mm. Um, I was probably a little bit overwhelmed when I first walked in and when I said I absolutely loved it, but, you know, it's growing on me. Especially the kitchen that Cassie and, Cassie and Matt built for us, it's, it's pretty incredible. Tell us about the uh, black bedroom ceiling. It looks really good in a photograph, but what's it look like? The coffin ceiling? Yeah. Um, it's actually really good. I, that's probably one of my favourite things um, that they did in that room. I wasn't too uh, fond of the, the character um, photo that they did of us, but the coffin ceiling is actually really good. It's a great idea. Yeah, now, what do you think of our WA team? Because they are playing a bit selfish. They love the secrets. They think that that's going to give them the winning edge. But it affected the decking last night because they decided to go out and do something a bit different, and now it doesn't match. <laughs> well, old Brian's a little bit cheeky. He um, he always tries to get his little head start above everyone. And I suppose at the end of the day, it is a competition, and um, they've got kids that they're trying to benefit out of this competition, so they're trying to get the edge on everyone. But unfortunately, it backfired this time because um, Stephen Tiana ran the deck the other way, and they had the entrance, which made their area a lot bigger. So it was one of those things. They they try to do it, and unfortunately, it didn't pay off for them. Yeah, horizontal uh, decking with diagonal doesn't really work. But I tell you what, that picture of you guys, that caricature they had drawn up, was brilliant. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, the first thing we noticed, though, was um, they got Ryan's eye colour wrong. They gave him brown eyes instead of blue, and I thought, that's a, that's a big thing to mess up. It's the only bit of colour really on there. I thought it was the cheesiest thing ever, and he was crying over it. Brian was like as if we'd just created a Picasso for oh, your no. place. Well, I am, I'm on the same page you were on. I couldn't believe when we watched it and we saw Brian crying. I thought, have a look at this softy. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, can I just uh, relive the living room? Is there a hole in the wall? There is a huge hole in the wall. Did they not finish? What was the story? Well, they put the hole in the wall and they've um, pushed the TV cabinet into the wall. So it's only sticking out half the way, which sort of creates a little bit of space. But at the same time, we've got a huge hole in the wall. Mm. Yeah, it looks okay. it looks pretty awful, actually. I was going to say, do they get to come back at any stage to finish it off? Or what they leave you with is it? That's it. What they leave is how we get it handed over. Right. Oh, wow. If they can't get it done in the seven days, that's it.
Okay. All right. You well, better learn to love the yellow then. <laughs> My new favourite colour. Yeah, well done. Continued success, guys. Good luck. Uh, you got to, uh, There's a very emotional episode of the show coming up on 7 tonight at 7.30, but all the best. Uh, well done to Marley and to Blue Eyes, or is that Brown Eyes? Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, if you've just joined us, you've missed a bit of a whinge that happened earlier on this morning. Bit of a whinge. Well, I uh, I'm a I'm from Perth, and I believe it's uh, it's 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 okay for me to have a go at the weather. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had it fine; it's been gorgeous. Yeah, great for, if you've got a convertible up until Friday, yeah. <laughs> um, and then Saturday, Sunday, forget about it. Put the roof on, oh. and uh, and uh, the old man is snoring. Imagine trying yeah. to sell one in the you bad know? weather. It's, yeah, it's yeah. raining. It's boring. Not funny. <laughs> the old man snoring. <laughs> Now, uh, <laughs> I did go to, to uh, town a bit on it. I did have a bit of a whinge, but I'm going to take it one step further. I'm oh, going really? I'm, I'm to go to war. Oh, you're going to war on the weather? I'm going to war on the weather. Oh, brother. <laughs> now, I've been very busy this morning on mm. Facebook. I've been posting uh, <laughs> lots of photos up there. I've got a photo of my, my son's junior sport uh, hockey ground. Yep. Uh, also, the freeway. Um, I think mm. it's around the Como area. I don't travel that well, uh, that, that way very often, but... Uh, waves crashing over onto the freeway. There is an electric sign that said, beware waves crashing over the freeway. Yeah. And you see that, and then all of a sudden the, 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 the traffic slows to about one inch an hour, mm-hmm. and then you get there and there's waves yeah. crashing over. And there's more than one inch of water on the freeway. Well, it, it was a bit of a, you know, <clears throat> perfect storm. Yep. You know, it, it was a flash flood sort of stuff. But uh, what what you, you, the worst one is the one you don't see coming, like mm. the puddle you just don't see coming. Ugh. Have we played the war music? Oh, tell yes. me about okay. it. Okay. Um, now, I went through, you know, where you pass Perry Lakes on the right and on the left you've got the uh, where the uh, Wildcats train? Mm-hmm. On basketball the basketball centre, yeah. The basketball centre. Now, there was a, f- I was in the inside lane. Yep. I reckon I was doing about 65. No, what's the speed limit there? 70. Okay, I was doing 65. <laughs> Good on you. Hit this puddle yep. like it came out of the blue and it actually tore the uh, steering wheel from my hand. Oh, right. You like, started, you know, it went like that. Yeah, you started fishing on the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, then the good. brakes didn't work uh, after mm. I got through because it was very deep. Mm. And I said to my son, see, this is what you've got to be careful of, these puddles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they can just take your steering and they can uh, affect your brakes. Yes. And, Dangerous. Uh, I got through it. Yeah. And uh, it was all right. You live to tell the tale. So you nearly went underwater on Underwood Avenue. Uh, I don't know what do street you, it is. Do mm. you know what annoys me more is the puddles that have been there a long time. Like, they're there every year, every wet season, and yep. nothing changes. That big one on Harborne Street. Harborne Street's got no, uh, has, has got any drainage There's on no Street? drainage no, there. No. It's an That's absolute the one joke. I, I copped that one yesterday. There's yep. one that, as you approach Harborne, it's on the side street near the car yard there. Mm. And that's the whole ro- the whole road. Yep. So there's why, no escaping. I mean, maybe the residents have said something. If it was outside my place, I'd be going, look, get down here and put in a soak well. And do some work. A new soak well. <laughs> do some work on the road. No, no, they just need uh, somebody with uh, a mop and bucket. Super sopper. <laughs> Aisle seven. <laughs> they need to do something because it's da- it's dangerous. You know when you see the really deep ones? I had to stop on Marangaroo Drive yesterday in Bellagura dropping the kids off and I, has- I actually had to stop and go around it because unless I had a four-wheel drive or a truck, I wasn't going to get through it. You didn't have water on the you know, floor of the car. Well, this is every – like I'm talking about kilometres of difference yeah. here on the freeway to Harbour. Mm. Um, to there was another one I went through now, Mount Claremont. Yep. Turns so, out it rains everywhere. Thirteen thirty three fifty three. Give us a call and tell tell us: Have you ever had a puddle attack? 
<laughs> when puddles attack your car, it, you might have uh, it might have stalled you. It might have been one of those up north when they have a flash flood up north. I know when I was up at Kununurra, yeah. we had to as soon as it started raining, we had to jump in the four wheel drive and go because they said uh, the second it floods, flash flood roads are mm. uh, yep. um, are through. Forget it, you won't get through. Uh, all the rest of it is so, it only in your car, not like when you're just walking and it seems like it's innocent and you're walking through a bit of a grass area and then you hit the swampy patch. And only, your foot goes down. I'm sorry, only in your car. Only in your car. Forget yeah. about trenches today. Are you in the puddles with a shame? Yes. Well, if you've just joined us, I am going to war on puddles. <laughs> Sounds weird when you say it that way. I don't know what is going on with my back entry. <laughs> Neither do we. Not a fair idea. Not sure we want to know. But... Um, you know how you have those drains? Mm-hmm. I was flooded. My whole backyard was flooded oh, yesterday. Right. You know, you've got uh, the, um, what do you call them, those drains? Stormwater? The- yeah, stormwater. It's mm-hmm. like it must have been a few leaves clogging it up. It right. did, did dissipate, so you don't need to worry anymore, Kimber. Oh, thank it's goodness. It's all sorted. See, oh, she had the floodies out. You're sort of worried about puddles. How's this? This is like a, a puddle from nowhere. Michelle went on, face, on our Facebook page and said she got to work yesterday morning, parked the car, no puddle, yeah. came out. Cars in the middle of a massive puddle. Oh, like, that's the problem. worst, because then you've got to walk through it to get to your no, car. No, no, you need uh, Sir Walter Raleigh to just come down and throw <laughs> his jacket over top of it. <laughs> I don't but think you that's know what? Help. People have jumped on Facebook and have uh, put uploaded their uh, own photos of yeah. the storm, and one guy is a uh, sculptor. He said, this is a photo of my sculptor in Rockingham, my sculpture in Rockingham. Um, after the rain, it's in three bits. Oh, it's awful. Part of it's in um, Bellagure, I think. It's, oh, no. it's, That's right. It's We're talking windy. about when puddles attack. Uh, yep. I'm going to war on that. Alison, are you in the trenches? I sure am. Well done. What happened to you? Uh, a few years ago, when they had the really bad rains down Mandraway, I was driving through a set of traffic lights at a T-junction and managed to hit a puddle and a patch of oil at the same time. Oh, wee! Oh. Slipper dip. Oh, well, my car, well, it was actually my father-in-law's car, ended up doing a 180 in traffic. Luckily, I didn't hurt, um, hit anyone else. Wow. The next thing I know, I'm sitting there facing all the oncoming traffic. Oh, fast and furious. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you, and you know when you have, this happened to me on the weekend, when you have no control over it. You, your car, the car is making up its own mind what it's doing. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. when you lock and the brakes up, which is scary. There are the times when you're relying on everybody else to pay attention. Like when that happened to my <laughs> car, I was like, I hope that these cars that are driving towards me are paying attention, not texting, and can see that I'm going to hit them. Do you have any idea where you live? Perth. No one pays attention here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what'd well, you do, start, Alison, to get my out of God. What did you do to get, attention, a, get out of trouble, Ellie? <laughs> yeah. What did you do? Yeah. Panic? Um, I, I, honestly, I just sat there for a couple minutes and traffic around me just stopped. Right. You put on them. It was really nice, and then I managed to get to like the nearest car park, and then I called my partner at the time, and she said, just come and get me now. Yeah. <laughs> like your style. Thanks, Good mate. Job. We've got Stephen from Kelmscott. Puddles attack, mate. Are you in the trenches? Oh, absolutely, mate. My trenches that big. Can't see me. What, <laughs> what happened? Uh, yesterday, uh, we were coming back from uh, the movies and that, and we are going to a mate's place, and um, we uh, came across uh, pretty much the whole road was flooded, and... We just thought, oh, everyone else is going through it. We might as well go through it too. And we went halfway through it, and then the water come up on the bonnet. Oh, dude. And um, decided to go into the air intake. Yep. And then basically, um, um, you know, too much compression in the engine and blew a big hole in the engine. Shut down. Whoa. Oh, Stephen, yep. where were you? Uh, in Gosnells, in uh, Miranda Way. Mm. So if you ever go through there with a st- when there's been a lot of rain, don't. Don't. Don't so- bother. 
Do you got a huge mechanical damage because of that? Oh yeah, absolutely. A big hole. What's right that? Blew it up. That's going to cost a lot of money, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's up to the insurance company, really. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm. no, go with that. Thanks, so, mate. Wow. Well, you're in the trenches with me. Let's see if we can make it three for three with Miriam. Yes, we certainly can. Okay, you're in the trenches. We're going to war on puddles. What happened? Well, this is a story, not a Perth one. Um, my family's from Argentina, and we were in Argentina visiting family. And my dad had bought like an old rusty car, and we took it to the region of Misiones, which is it borders Brazil. It's like rainforest country. There was we had chains on the car tires. The rain was that bad. The water was just seeping up through the bottom of this rusty car my dad had bought. We were trying to plug all the holes with towels. Oh, it was awful. It, With towels, the water's coming through the body of the car because it's so rusted. Through the bottom of the car, it was so bad. We'd actually been delayed in Misiones for a week trying to wait for this rain to stop because we just didn't want to drive this car out of it. Didn't get any better when we got to Buenos Aires because my grandmother's house there, the back patio floods, and she has to set up these little um this little pump that pumps water from the back patio out into the front yard, into the drains in the front yard. It's really bad. Where wow. is this place? Argentina. I must yeah, go. Argentina. <laughs> sounds amazing. Yeah, it sounds like a top trip. <laughs> well, it, it's worth it for the family, but yeah. yeah, the drainage, when it rains, you just... It rains. You haven't seen a puddle until you've been to Argentina. Argentina. Every time it rains, it rains. Pennies <laughs> from heaven. Incredible. Thanks, Miriam. Yes. You know, and people who drive uh, constantly on Great Eastern Highway will know all about this thing where you yep. get to that puddle and you go, oh, can I go through? Can <laughs> three I... for three. Don't go through. Don't go through. Uh, go on to the curb. Yes. <laughs> or onto the footpath. Not Good advice. Yes. Or into the cow paddock. Uh, <laughs> we can tell you that the rain is going to ease today, 20 the max, and it's going to be fine for the rest of the week. Might get a shower by next Sunday coming. So it's a bit of a, uh, a bit better. Yeah, pleasant change. Let's talk about the front page and back page news today. It's not just uh, all about Nat Fife, but there's a well, Fife and Strife is a big headline. It's rare that the footy gets front and back the AFL. Adrian Barrett, our dead set legend, and from Channel Seven. Morning, Barra. This is uh, pretty big news, I guess. Morning, CSK. Yes, uh, it is. Well, I guess it is big news. Um, I'm pretty confident, um, almost hundred percent confident that. Nat Fife won't be suspended and won't be ineligible for the Brownlow medal, similar to last year when he got suspended twice, actually. He missed four games and missed out on the Brownlow medal by only one vote, uh, apart from being eligible. So he's the outright favourite. He'd be way out in front. And I'll tell you what, if they suspend him, seriously, we should consider seceding from the AFL because <laughs> it would be an absolute tragedy. But... Um, I'm pretty sure he'll get a $1,500 fine, similar to what happened to Nick Natanui against Brisbane, you know, throughout the leg. Fifey was a bit slippery on that side. He slipped. Kobe Stevens, who played for the Eagles, was going to go around him. He's a super competitive beast. He didn't want that to happen. Threw out his leg. And uh, he wasn't injured, Steven, so should be just a fine, eh? You shouldn't get suspended for that. Mate, there's a lot of hoopla about Fife. I'm sure while I was watching Seven News last night, every single thing they showed about <laughs> Fremantle was Fife. Like these, it's like he's become the, the guy. Is he that good? Well, he, he probably is. He's, he's the best player in the competition at the moment. I mean, Gary Ablett's injured, so there's no mm. real competition. And... He is a docker, and he's uh, he, oh, he can play. He, he's a complete player, though, isn't he, Shane? He can do it. Oh, yeah. He can mark. He can. He, he's very hard to beat on the ground. What about Elliot? What about Elliot Yo? Now we're talking. Yeah, yeah. Hey. What, hasn't that been a success story? Yoey, what a name as well. A lot of people can't pronounce it, but he um, 
He's gone into the midfield, kicked four goals on the weekend. Uh, Brisbane must be kicking themselves. They couldn't keep him uh, up wrong. there. Mm. Yoey uh, and his dad's a, a good fella too. So, See yeah, what well changes done. got you uh, talking about Yo and not uh, yeah. Fife. Well yeah. I quickly, <laughs> quickly quick. change jumpers. So I'm going to quickly go back to Fife and go, how oh, biased God. How biased is the Brownlow votes? I mean, the thing is that even though they don't suspend him now, from now on when people are putting in their votes, are they still going to see him in a different light and maybe not give him as much love? Well, it's a good question, Ed. particularly in that game too. He should have got three votes. So it will be interesting to see on Brownlow night if it comes up three votes in five Fremantle for mm. that match because uh, he did get he did get reported and sometimes the umps uh, they're only human but no I, I think uh, I think he'll be fine in that respect last year they gave him plenty of votes and he should get him this time you know the weird thing is that the tribunal if he had to go to the tribunal it's still in Victoria and we still have to do a video link up from yeah. here you still can't get to face your accusers why can't we in Western Australia have a tribunal here? We're big enough and ugly enough now, I reckon, to be able to host it ourselves. So, anyway. It's meant to be the AFL. Barra, I reckon, uh, yeah, Fifey's probably got 16 Brownlow votes already. But another um, Doig medalist in Ryan Crowley. What about Ryan today? There's uh, another big story for almost the forgotten oh. man of uh, the AFL. Yeah, good call. Yeah, he's, uh, he's on it about uh, very shortly, actually, in Melbourne. I think it's t- uh, 10 o'clock, so he should be heading in there now to yep. AFL House. It's an anti-doping tribunal sounds terrible doesn't it and uh, I believe he's going to plead guilty and say yes but um, I had this terrible back injury and I was desperate and I used some painkillers that I didn't think were on the banned list please don't suspend me for two years but uh, there was a fellow last year uh, Saad who went for two seasons uh, a year before actually he's only just come back to yeah. he went for two seasons for something not dissimilar so he's under the gun um, probably he's going to get a suspension we hope it's not going to be two years, but he won't know for a couple of weeks, I believe. I believe he's going to actually plead his case and then they're going to go and sit on it again for a couple of weeks. So it just gets drawn out to poor old Ryan Crowley. Or alternatively, um, Barra, they can nick and just say it was in the meat that he ate, the chemicals that they feed the cows. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's going to try that one. That has been tried before, though, Kimber, with great success. Uh, some of the cyclists have got away with that. Albert, Alberto Contador, I think, used that one where he said, it was in. It was infected meat that he ate. So, no, but his was actually a painkiller, and he did. I, I can swear for on his behalf that he did have a very bad back. So, I'm presuming it was related to that. So, um, let's hope that they sort of uh, take that into account. Just wrapping, Barra. Um, Carlton falling faster than Frank Lowy off a pedestal. Tell me, <laughs> is it true that Wusha may get the gig? That was incredible, that pitch, those pictures of Frank Lowe. Yeah, he was wasn't it? 84 tumble. years old, too. Old, old man. He took a tumble. But how tough is he? He just rolled with the punches, got Damn back right. up, presented the trophy. Yep. Great effort. No wonder he's a, a billionaire. But going back to Mick Malthouse, yeah, only 16,000 fans at the game, I believe. Uh, and I think at the uh, cor- big corporate function, the chairman's function, only about 150 people fronted. So really under the pump, Carlton, now. And they'll move on, Mick. Pretty soon, I'd say. And I'll tell you, yeah, he's in the he's in the gun. There's no doubt. There's a faction at the club who want him. He's been there before. He's well regarded. He might even link up with Guy McKenna, so it could be Wusher and oh, McKenna yeah. Oh, yeah. back at Carlton. So that'd be good. But then there's Leon Cameron, is a, a contemporary coach who's good mates with Steve Silvani, who's the footy manager there. So he'd be in the chop up too. So, <laughs> but Mick G O R N gone for sure. Yep, <laughs> you'd imagine so. Sweet. Hey, thanks, Barra. We didn't get to the Eagles' twelve goals, and the uh, Dockers still number one on the uh, the ladder. But uh, all good, mate. And we'll uh, talk to you soon after round eight. Good on you guys. Have a great day. 
get the best of Clairsey, Shane and Kimber on the podcast. For surprisingly good insurance, it's SGIO.